Welcome to our podcast, What I Didn't Learn at Harvard, where super connectors who will be talking about how to network smartly in a post-pandemic world. I'm your host and moderator, Rajiv Jadav. I'm a reputation management strategist and social impact activist. My co-host is Victor Lee. He's our Harvard alum, and he will be guiding us through all the things he's learned about networking since he graduated. In the episodes that follow, you'll be hearing from experts who do networking well. Well, Amy, that, those are great stories, especially the ones you know where you, you found your current gig. And I think there's a lot of really uh, important lessons. If I could just parse through them a little bit, I mean, that, uh, that I think your story exemplifies. Like, obviously, one, that networking is a long game, right? It's not, hi, Amy, nice to meet you. You got, you got anything for me? Right? <laughs> kind of a thing, right? right? So it obviously took time. Um, I think a, a second thing that I think is really critical is that you built the relationships, with the people, right? So it was so they were trying to, you know, connect you with people, help you find opportunities, and they knew what you were about, right? It's it's not it's not very helpful to have people making introductions for you. Obviously, if they don't know what you're about or what you're looking for or how you can be helpful, right? That's not really going to happen. And I think the fact that you can go through this chain, right, where people could pass, well, I don't say pass, introduce you to one person who then introduce you to another person, right? And then, and then eventually something comes out of it. Because one of the things that I think, especially these days, that I think is really important about networking is you never know who somebody knows. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, your next door neighbor could be a perfect match for Rajiv's cousin. Right? Mm-hmm. Because we're not, we're not just siloed anymore. Right? <laughs> like, I, like, you know, I think the old image of networking is like, hi, Amy, I'm an insurance agent. And do you want to buy insurance for me? And if the answer is no, well, then, you know, okay, our conversation is over, right? Which, well, sorry, I'm just being brutally honest, right? And whereas I think that it's really about, I mean, in some ways, I, I liken it to the evolution of search, right? Search used to be about terms. I would need to buy mm-hmm. a car, right? But search in, in many ways in, in digital marketing has become behavioral, right? Like, what kind of a person are you, right? Oh, you're open, you're intelligent, you're, you're kind, you're giving, right? And those are the areas where I think people then want to connect with you and network with you because you have the traits that are useful. So even, Amy, you don't really do what I do and, you know, there's no connection between it. But, but because we have, we're sort of simpatico on these deeper levels, it makes sense to connect because mm-hmm. who knows how we're going to find, you know, where we're going to find opportunities to, exactly. you know, to, to help each other out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just the last thing I wanted to touch on on, on on my crazy rambling here is you were talking about being authentic, right? And, I, and obviously that's very important because it's hard to build a relationship, right? If you're not authentic, if, if you think somebody's mm-hmm. a funny. And it's something I, you and I have talked about a little bit before. So I love your, your personal brand and your persona, right? That it's both, you, and, and that, you know, again, I don't mean to you know, reduce you to a, a set of elements, but obviously you have this great, you know, credentials and history and experience, but, uh, you know, I've obviously been following you on Twitter for a while, you know, 
you know, you post pictures of yourself in different outfits, you know, with and without pockets. And, and so it's it just a different way of seeing your personality come out. Um, and so maybe you could sort of talk about that a little bit. And is there something you're trying to get from that? Or is it just a way of kind of cementing people's impressions of you that, hey, you know, I'm a serious person with a lot of experience, but I'm also sort of whimsical, right? So how much of it is deliberate? How much of it is just for fun? Um, that's a, it's a good question. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't post as many, uh, photos on, um, on Twitter as I do on, on Instagram and Facebook, uh, where I have, uh, I have those gated a little bit more. Um, uh, when I do, um, there's, I'm just trying to think of like really what, you know, what the reasoning is. I mean, the the thing that's funny about, about the pockets is like, there's actually a very um, patriarchal political history to pockets in women's clothing. Uh, right. it actually, Let's hear it. Yeah. It, it dates back to, um, I think it was like in the 1880s or nineties there about somewhere around there. Um, they started taking pockets out of women's clothes because uh, women would hide knives in their pockets to ward off um, uh, uh, untoward advances from men. Oh my God. Um, so they took, uh, they took pockets out, which eventually led to the great hat pin panic of, I think it was like the teens because then women started wearing, remember when women wore these huge hats with these giant hat pins that were like this long? Right. That was the replacement for the knives in their pockets. Cause it's harder to get to like, something in your purse because you have to like open your purse and get right. and like rummage through it if it's in your pocket it's a lot easier uh to get to and so notice that that like that style of hat also went away um in mod in the sort of more modern era it's it's has it's just sort of like evolved and changed and now it's just like i would just like pockets that would fit you know my my phone in it please you know because often women's pockets don't but it it actually comes from this very um like i said this very you know patriarchal sexist wow um, well, that is scary and 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 it's just it's it's actually i someone some guy actually posted um on twitter one day and i actually saw a photo of of his tweet on instagram and went to twitter to go say to him Yes, exactly. Because he said that he loves when he sees pictures of women who have dresses that have pockets because they're so excited about the pockets. And and That's I said funny. I came here just to tell you, like you are absolutely correct, and just like you got it. Because it is. It's like if there's a dress that has real pockets or a skirt that has real pockets that you can actually put anything into. Because sometimes there are these like tiny pockets you can barely fit your hands into. Yeah, very shallow. You know, but like real pockets that you can actually put like your keys in and maybe your ID, like you can carry things in. Like that's super exciting. And so just like for for my friends and I, I mean, it's it's sort of a joke, but it's it's a very, at the same time that it's a joke, it's also, you know, a very pointed, you know, wow, this has pockets. It's amazing that like, you know, they actually were able to make something that looks pretty and actually still has pockets. Cause there's always these excuses about how it ruins the line of the clothes and like, it doesn't look as good with the pockets, you know. So I if, love that. Uh, so, so, I gotta if, say, 
like you know like you mentioned this thing about knives and pockets and then giant hairpins uh so is there like some transition that you're noticing from knives to hairpins to maybe pepper spray now or what's the next thing please help um, us oh. on that I I don't know. Like I said, I think that in in modern fashion history, it, it hasn't been like that part of that aspect of why the pockets aren't there has sort of been lost because now women, you know, have all sorts of purses and there is pepper spray that's on their key rings and you know and you have like you know these emergency call buttons on your phones and all sorts of things. I I I think that that was much more of that aspect of fashion was much more uh, of that period of time, as opposed to now, I, th I think it sort of evolved into. Uh, but I, I'll, I will say that there are more and more um, dressmakers making dresses with pockets, uh, with like real pockets. And it's so funny because like I'll see a woman at an event wearing a dress and she has her hand in her pocket, and I'm like, oh my god, where did you get that dress? It has pockets. <laughs> Literally, and almost every woman is like that. It's just like you oh. see someone, and if someone is wearing one and you compliment their dress and you don't notice that it has pockets, they will put their hands in their pockets. They'll be, it has pockets. And then the other person will just be like, oh my God, that's so great. Where did you get it? Like just every single time. Well, that, that's very funny. Cause I mean, and I'm sure there's a, a lot of examples like this, right? That there was originally some sociological reason for something existing. And then the reason kind of gets lost uh, and then, but, but the phenomenon persists, mm -hmm. right? So people, you know, so even now, as you're saying, right, people make dresses without pockets. And so it, it's a weird behavior. It's another weird behavioral thing that we well, don't really what think it about. Is, is that, is that, you know, people are like, oh, well, women don't need pockets because they have purses. It's like, no, we have purses because we don't have pockets. Oh, how funny. And then, how and then funny. everybody gives us everything to carry because we have the purse and then the purses get bigger. Well, if we didn't have to have a purse, then we wouldn't have to carry all that stuff and you could put it in your backpack. There you go. That is, that is pretty wacky. That is pretty wacky. So one thing I'm interested in is for, for a while, you know, you were, you were a fairly well-known consultant and sort of digital influencer. And so how did you kind of blend your, your personal brand with your professional brand? What sort of, you know, projects, interests, you know, clients, opportunities were you seeking and how did that sort of mesh? How did you sort of mesh the two, especially like in your in your doing your networking and you know the, the persona you're trying to you know have people walk away with? Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Am I making it sound too deliberate? Or? Um, I mean, yes and no, uh, because I think that when you're networking, you still need to be. You know, obviously, when I'm with my friends, I'm I'm a little less professional than I am when I'm professionally networking. But at the same time, um, there been, I, I said the other day that the biggest compliment I ever got was um, when someone who I was friends with online and we met in person for the first time and it was in a group of people and it was a semi-professional surrounding um, that he basically was like, Amy is exact, in person is exactly who you'd ex expect her to be um, oh, you know, from excellent. online. And to me, that was that was the biggest compliment I could get. It's like, yes, of course, I, I, um, in certain ways, in certain ways, in person, I may, you know, be more professional. In some ways, online, I may be more professional at specific moments with specific people in specific circumstances. 
but I mean, that's always the case, you know, just in yeah. life. I mean, there's certain, you know, circumstances and, and situations like at work, you're more professional than when you're hanging out with friends, because it right. would be weird if you called your boss, you know, like, hey, bucko, you know, that would be a little weird and probably, right. you know, not a good idea. Um, and at the same time, if you're acting like all professional with your friends, they'd probably be like, you know, are you feeling okay? Right. <laughs> you know? so, so, you're, so you're saying the, the different elements of yourself, the different facets of yourself, they are consistent, right? Within, mm -hmm. within a certain range, right? So it's not like, you know, you're a screaming control freak, you know, micromanaging maniac at work. And then, but, you know, you know, the sweetest, lovely, loveliest person in your off hours, right? Because then they don't really mesh. So they're just kind of variations on a theme on yourself. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I'm just, I, I realized at one point that um, it's really exhausting to, to be more than one person. <laughs> right. um, and uh, um, I also sort of reached a point and I, I, it's funny because I hear this a lot from other women my age or a little older, or I, I started hearing it a lot more from, uh, from other women I knew uh, when we were starting to turn 40. Um, and it's even more so now um, as we've turned 50, that um, we know who we are. Um, we like who we are for the most part. Um, and uh, if someone doesn't appreciate that that's kind of their problem right it's a filter in some ways right yeah yeah i mean not that it gives me license to be rude to someone i mean that would just make me an asshole which you know could be me whatever but but the point being that like i i am a certain person and i am a certain way and um and i don't really care to pretend to be someone else or to become someone else and as long as it is not harming other people um, or harming my ability to provide for, you know, my family, then, um, you know, that's it. I just, okay. uh, I, I, it, people are like, you know, what's the secret to authenticity? And it's like, well, being authentic. <laughs> hey, <see> yourself. <laughs> so, you know, but that, so that leads me to, I, Sort of the last question, and then you know, we'll let you get get back to real work, right? Which is, and as you're judging people, right? Because you you know, part of networking is you want to network with the right people, and you want to not network with the wrong people, right? Mm -hmm. And I, can you tell me about any tips or tricks, hacks, you know, as, as Rajiv says, about that you learned from being a journalist, right? Because I imagine it being not having been a journalist myself, right? Is you've got to really size up people quickly, right? Mm -hmm. This person. It is honest, they're trustworthy, and I want to hear what they have to say, right? Or and you know, they knew or this person is a liar and a cheat, and therefore they're not gonna help me contribute to the story unless I'm doing a story about lying and cheating. Um, and so you kind of have to you kind of judge fairly quickly who you want to continue to pursue with and who you don't. So any mm -hmm. thoughts about how applying the journalistic skills to the networking marketing skills? A lot of people think that um, the trick to being a good journalist is um, being able to interview people well, being able to like ask the right questions. The trick to being a good journalist is listening. Wow, okay. The best interviewers have a list of questions, but may only ask the first question because they're listening 
and all their future questions are based on the responses as opposed to what they thought they wanted to ask. The real, like when you're watching people being interviewed at a conference or something, there's like a fireside chat. There is such a difference between the ones where the person like looks back at their note cards and then they just go on and ask the next question. And the people who are sitting there having a conversation and you know that they, the conversation ended up in places that they didn't expect, even though they probably prepared and did, you know, a run through of the types of questions. Because at that moment, we're listening and something interesting that that person said that was interesting to the audience, too. Right. Caught their attention and they asked about that instead of the original direction that they were going in. And sometimes you even see it on the on the face of the person being interviewed, like their eyebrows sort of raised because they weren't necessarily even prepared for that question. But it's something they're very interested in, too. It's, it's about the listening. And if you're actually properly listening to people, um, you can tell pretty easily uh, if, they're, if they're worth continuing to listen to. <laughs> That's great. Well, well, Amy, this has been fabulous. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Rajiv, I think, uh, you know, I'm sure we could go on for days, but maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll, I'll, I'll let you wrap it up uh, and, and, any, and any other questions that you might have. Yeah, I think this was a great conversation. And I think, uh, you know, like Victor has already summarized, I'm not going to resummarize, but I think uh, the amount of content and uh, insight that you've shared with us is, I think, enough for at least two episodes. So we've got two episodes <laughs> worth of content from this conversation. So thank you for that, Amy. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I think that your perspective is greatly valued. And we would absolutely, you're most welcome. We would absolutely love to have you on the show again, uh, maybe in a few months, so that you can kind of share with us, you know, your uh, perspective at the time on things that are going on and how your approach to networking and also connecting with people uh, either has adapted or uh, tweaked somewhat, if that's the case. And if it's not the case, well, we definitely want to know about that too. Uh, so. Thank you so much again for spending your valuable time with us and for sharing your wisdom with us as well as our listeners. Great. Thanks. And okay, thank you. I'll see you around. Uh, oh, and okay. one last thing, Amy, is uh, we usually ask our guest for like a picture to use in the podcast art. Oh, sure. If you have a picture, you could... If you could mm -hmm. email it to us, that'd be great. Or we could yep. take a screenshot here and use that. So yeah, no, I'll I'll send you guys one. Okay, perfect, perfect. That's right. awesome. Thanks. All okay. right. Thanks. Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. Please send us your comments and questions about networking by posting them in the comments below. Or for a quick response, email us at dintlearn at harvard at gmail.com. Please like, comment, and subscribe. It means the world to us. Try today's networking nugget and tell us whether it worked or if you hate it or if you'd like us to brainstorm a solution for you. No charge. That's our way of saying thank you for supporting us 
by listening and sharing our content with people you care about. That's all this week from Rajiv and Victor. Thanks for listening to Things I Didn't Learn at Harvard. Hopefully, you learned something here today.